guys, so here we are with my good friend Erratic Agent. Uh, I met Erratic, I don't know, when did we meet Erratic? Probably about 18 months, two years ago, I think, when we were in a, a stream team together. Um, and uh, the reason why we thought we'd get Erratic Agent on the show was because this past Wednesday, he went to see AEW in Boston. So we thought, like us being in England, we will probably not see AEW for a long, long time yet. So we wanted to get Erratic sort of first-hand live experience of going to an AEW show. So Erratic Agent, good buddy, welcome to the Ministry of Slam. Hey, thanks for having me on. I, uh, you know, first time, long time, I guess I could say. <laughs> yes, yes. It's good to have you here, mate. We've been, yeah. we've been chatting for a long time, I guess, uh... 18 or 18 or so, 18 months or so isn't it i think yeah some something along those lines back in the mixer days you yeah. know the, the the mixer days yeah. yeah when we used to stream on mixer i think we, yep. were in a, we were in a stream team was it a boot camp wasn't it trying to yes. uh, yeah to keep le learning about streaming i guess it was at the time wasn't it it was, it was very yeah. good yeah so uh and i know um erratic has uh been a is a big fan of of wrestling because you would speak in your stream wouldn't we and about wrestling before ministry of slam was back so i thought it'd be quite cool to sort of um yeah i think it's been quite cool like we've connected by wrestling anyway before mos came back so and then when you said in your stream on monday when i was chatting to you saying oh i'm going to see AWS, i was like what this is brilliant so uh <laughs> but yeah dude, have you been to many live wrestling shows before AEW? uh i was at actually the second taping of dynamite oh, really? uh, that was also in boston uh so the first one i believe was in philadelphia then they came up to boston um i've been to a couple of pay-per-views uh like the tlc pay-per-view that was in boston i want to say probably back in 2016 2017 not quite sure um and then a couple tapings of smackdown and raw you know so i've got a little bit of that and then house shows obviously um you know I, I remember back when i was younger seeing like uh hogan and uh bruce the barber beefcake teaming up against like ted dibiase and irs wow. um you know back at a house show and you know that was really cool to see uh, and then just local independent shows things like that so you get to see quite a lot of good wrestling then so you know we get we very rarely get the big live shows over here um i don't think we've had a proper pay-per-view for 15 20 years now i think i can't remember um yeah but yeah, that's awesome. Must be quite cool going to being able to think two or three times a year you're going to get a SmackDown or a Raw or, or now AEW. Uh, must yeah. be and to have seen Hogan in his prime as well would have been would have been awesome as well. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a good time, you know, um, you know, uh, and I mean Boston being uh, a larger market on yeah, yeah. this side of the states, so I think they just announced next year survivor series uh in uh, 2022 is going to be back in boston for wwe so that's that's kind of that's kind of cool maybe i'll try and get some tickets for that we'll see you know um but yeah it, i mean it's 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 nice that you get to kind of see uh some wrestling come through you know AEW now pushing into the market uh has been a nice push you know uh, obviously they get the smaller arenas uh than wwe uh but i mean it was still a seven thousand person sellout wow uh, so it was really good, uh, you know, first show back from COVID and everything like that. And, you know, obviously checking vaccination cards, masks, things like that. So really, really safe environment uh, as well. That's uh, but great. The, the, the show was amazing. The show was amazing. It was actually, they did three, three different tapings. Um, they did, uh, they started off with Dark Elevation, um, where, you know, it was, um, they, they came in, they've got your, your, your your main tag team match uh to start off then a couple of squash matches you know right. against some lo local jobbers and things like that and then start and then they ended with another uh tag team match i actually got to see 
uh, Orange Cassidy in his first match back off of the Jericho cruise. Best friends came out and wrestled. Uh, so that was really cool. That's cool. Um, also, my my six year old nephew, who is a huge wrestling fan, so he was super excited, you know, doing all the chants and the "This is awesome!" and Orange Cassidy is one of his favorite wrestlers. But um, AEW is a really welcoming environment for fans too, you know. If I can say that, like Justin Roberts is yeah. very very fan focused, especially during in between matches, during TV timeouts. He's he's there. He's talking with the fans. He's kind of you know conversing trying to get the fans engaged even during those dark tapings where people may be in the merch line or they may just be coming in coming in for the main show uh you know introducing the referees and the local wrestlers trying to get them some hype and, really? and things like that so was, uh, that, you know, was that different to WWE shows you've been to yeah i mean wwe it's kind of more like cut and dry like get the person in get the person out you know um a lot of the shows that I've been to have either been a SmackDown or Raw, you know. Uh, so it's it's very it's very streamlined. It's very kind of like hard and cold process to to me at least in my opinion, you know, where it's like they come in, they come out, they do their thing, that's it. Um, you know, you don't really get too much engagement with, My, yeah. you know, uh, like the announcer, especially just coming out there, the ring announcer coming out and talking and chatting, you know, you'll get like occasionally like they'll come out, they'll throw a t-shirt and things like that at a WWE show. But I feel like with the smaller crowd, smaller capacity, AEW definitely is a more fan friendly experience, especially, especially nowadays with, uh, with how the Federation has, uh, has kind of turned over a little bit, you know? <laughs> do you think that contributes to the fan uh the, f- the fanhood of AEW if if they're more welcome at live shows do you think that would con- contribute to the fanhood growing as such or feeling like a community as opposed to going to I don't know like say if WWE would be like Disneyland you'd go to Disneyland it'd be the same at Disneyland every single time do you feel like maybe uh AEW is more of like a community building thing wrestling fans together what and um, what was the age was there because i know when i've been to WWE shows over here there's been a lot of little kids and things was there a lot of i know you went with your nephew but was it like younger kids older you know more more older people yeah so i would say it's, it was a pretty good mix actually uh, a lot of families were there uh, a lot of uh, a lot of younger kids you know to like i would say you know anywhere between like six and seven up to like right. teenagers uh a lot of people in their mid-20s a lot of people in their uh you know mid to late 30s you know that grew up with wrestling and things like that you know so it was a really good mix i'd say it was probably uh i'd say it's probably like a, a 60 40 split between like families and and really? older wrestling fans um and more, more on the family side uh no more on the more on the older side but right, you know, yeah. the, the growing uh family experience uh one thing just in the section that i was in there were uh you know there was a couple families in front of us with some younger kids uh right. in the section next to us there was a whole section of just kids that were like screaming at the top of their lungs you know for uh, people out there doing their flips and everything like that so uh it, it, it was really fun i suppose as the company grows and gets out there more there might be but probably what was so saying that what was the difference between say the first show when you went was that more what you'd say older fans or was there still a lot of kids there at the second dynamite yeah, so uh, definitely an increase in the in the family uh, right. from That's very from that from that that first dynamite taping that I went to. Um, well, not taping, but the live show uh, to this one. You know, um, I don't know if that has to do with more of the bigger names that uh, you know some of the the kids may be more familiar with coming in. You know, 
CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Sting, yeah. um, you know, uh, Chris Jericho, even, even though he's been there from kind of the start, but um, I think just having more recognizable names that people have kind of grown up with uh, I, I may contribute to some of that family friendliness and, you know, have more of an interest in that younger crowd. That's quite cool. It's very interesting. I think that was quite interesting that the first one you went to, there's less, there was less, was it the same arena? Yeah, same arena. Wow. Same arena. Okay. Interesting. That's really interesting, isn't it? I get, maybe it's because of the advertising, for instance, they've been doing as well and just grow, the company's growing. Clearly, they've got more more viewership and, you know, bigger names, which helps it grow, et cetera. You know, a bigger pay-per-view sales. So, of course, it's getting out. Our people our age and we're like, you know, watching it as the hardcore wrestling fan. But you don't think of the kids getting into AEW and, you know, in, t- in two years, but it must be two years, very close to two years, isn't it? Because it's only just past the two-year anniversaries that you went yeah uh actually tony khan was there too uh which was amazing like he came out in in between the uh dark elevation tapings and right before dynamite started came out and talked to us and thanked the fans which was another thing that was like he's reaching out he's putting out to that that, the AEW fans in the community you know coming out thank you it's been over two years since we were here in boston it's great to be here we we definitely want to come back you know and you know we've got a great show lined up here's what's coming out you know he announces that cm punk is going to be the the starter the wow place, the place erupts you know it's going to be the first match him and bobby fish and then he drops that they're taping rampage that night as oh, well yeah. after after dynamite and uh i guess we can talk about this um it's we're, already out there we've not seen it i've not seen it well it's on tonight you, isn't it it's on tonight yeah um i can tell you uh the first match uh, Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston in the oh wow uh, yeah. in the Eliminator, uh, so so that that's um, and that the place again it just erupts you know because you you're bringing in your two biggest free agent signings in the last couple of months and you're starting off the show with CM Punk, Bobby Fish, uh, which was a, a great match yeah uh, yeah yeah it was very good. Finally, getting to see CM Punk in person too was like that was my fan moment you know I I, I definitely geeked out there you know how was the uh, singing was it like super loud for cult's personality it was it was um the place erupted you know as soon as that like that static of plugging in the, yeah and, and, and the place erupts you know he drops down it's clobbering time everybody everybody's yelling he comes into the ring does his thing his little strut around everybody's going crazy uh same thing happened when uh when jericho came out for judas uh, yeah he was he did a run in um you know to help out sammy guevara because yeah. he's getting beat down by ethan page and um and and the, he the music just hits he comes running in and the crowd's just going like he's in there he's running in he and the crowd's going they're singing judas um place was electric you know you, you could tell people were happy to be back out at a wrestling show yeah. people were happy to be there for AEW. Uh, and, and AEW is happy to have them there as well. Has um, WWE been in Boston or Philadelphia since the end of uh, lockdown or everything's opened up? Uh, yeah, they were here for Raw. Oh, really? um, yeah, when Big E actually cashed in. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. WWE was in Boston uh, for, for that. Um, Quite a hardcore wrestling, sort of a good wrestling market, Boston, of course. A lot of history yeah. there as well. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so they were supposed to be here, I think, for... 
what was it? It was either Survivor Series or, or TLC during COVID, but obviously that got bumped out and that's pushed back to 2022 now. Um, but yeah, they've, they've had Raw here. Um, I don't remember if they've had SmackDown. They've been in Philadelphia uh, as well. Um, but yeah, so WWE has been back. Um, I didn't go to to the raw taping. I had the opportunity, but I was just I had other things, yeah, other commitments yeah. to go to. Um, but you know, uh, talking with my my brother in law, my nephew, they said that that was electric, and you know, comparatively yeah. to, you know, how how the AEW thing was, and it was great. You know, every every match was was a slobber knocker to to now quote Jr. There, uh, you know, I don't think. I mean, outside of maybe the MJF first, the the local jobber yeah, yeah. match, which lasted a whole like 30 seconds. Yeah. Because MJF had to come in and do his shtick and tell Boston how much we suck and how much the Red Sox suck and <laughs> how, uh, how, how everybody in here is fat and ugly and <laughs> so much better than you, you know. So, but MJF being great, the greatest heel out there right now, so- I think. Do you get into that with MJF doing that? Of course, yeah, oh, you're I, I, fully I into the he's being a bad guy. And in comparison, going to say a WWE show and you've seen the bad guys doing their bad guy thing, are you so much into it? Like, if, do you know if you get what I mean? Is there like the yeah. vibe of the heels? Are you like let's just go for it and give him because he's so good at it, isn't he? he being a heel, he's, he's amazing. So you can't help but hate him. And, he, but he, it's so amazing. entertaining. Yeah, he, he's. I would say probably top 10 top five on the mic right now oh yeah out there um and he plays such an amazing heel and he never breaks character never breaks character fan signings he's not breaking character he's flipping off little kids that are coming up to talk to him uh you know and it it, it, it's nice that you know he doesn't break that kayfabe in, in anything where you know you've got people other wrestlers that you know they have their thing in the ring and then they'll go out and you know fan meet and greets and they'll break character and kind of chat they'll be streaming on twitch together or something like that even (laughs) streaming on twitch you know uh you know with uh maybe uh out there in the uh up up down down or yeah yeah. left right left right whatever whichever side of that alliance you may be on um you know yeah and they're all streaming together and it's like didn't you guys just beat the hell out yeah, of each hate other each other nights ago? Night, yeah. you know you're an asshole um, but let's play on twitch this thursday <laughs> but um but yeah i mean absorbing myself back into the environment it kind of puts me back into you know that like late 80s early 90s style of We're wrestling kids. where you know wrestling was real everything is great you know uh so uh but seeing mjf come out be mjf i i was ready for it you know i was i was waiting i was trying to figure out and anticipate like what is he gonna say to get under the skin of of everybody here and how is he gonna do it and you know and then uh him calling out darby allen who wasn't there you know uh because he he'd been he'd been hiding from mjf ever since he he beat him down at the last pay-per-view and then sting comes out lights drop and everybody's like, oh, my God, it's Sting, you know. Still, still, like, was yeah. that, with yeah. the reception, oh, yeah. like, did you ever think you'd see Sting again? I Wrestling. never thought I would see Sting again. No, wow. I never thought I, I would be able to see Sting again. And seeing Sting live in the ring, you know, after all this time, you know, since since WCW Prime, things like that, you know, it's like, wow, this is this is great. You know, the hairs on my arm are standing really? up. And it's like, like that's, that is, that is the man, the icon, Sting. 
Uh, and and it's true, like he just commands that presence in the ring, walks in with the baseball bat, and you know how he's how he's helping Darby Allen get to that next level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, passing the torch, uh, which, which is great. You know, some of our some of our older generation of wrestlers maybe aren't uh, as consistent in helping pass the torch along you know so. no no or well, they're not allowed to i guess with uh with how the fed are they just treat him i mean i think the way the legends are treated in AEW, i mean even on anderson getting to do a spine buster on last week's rampage i think it was i mean stuff like that yeah. it's just like yeah. just the odd thing i mean he wasn't even used on tv for 18 years got one commentary wcw appearance and a couple of appearances rick flair it's, you know then you've got him on AEW cut, cutting promos and yep. the odd little bit of physicality nothing crazy doesn't dominate the show but it it gives fans like us i guess it's sort of for want of a better term i guess warms our heart to see them still do a little bit and then even i guess for maybe you know people like your nephew and, and younger kids it adds a bit of depth to the story they've got this sort of father figure for the characters that you know and you look at how the fed treats the legends and they're just sort of like playing poker in a room with Randy Orton wearing like night vision goggles or something stupid, uh, it's just it's just awful, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's, it's it, that's one reason why I do like AEW as well, not just for the for the uh, you know the the new wrestlers like Darby and MJF and all these guys. It's for how they treat the legends. It's 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 great. I think it's fantastic, and it shows with you going to. Would you say what? Who do you think got the biggest pop at the uh, at the show? Uh, Punk definitely got Punk. the biggest pop. Um, you know, Dan- uh, Brian Danielson the second biggest for sure, and then Sting when when really? he came out. You know, um, is Sting then, on Rampage? By the time this goes uh, out, people will know. So, no, it, he was on Dynamite. Right. Uh, that was part of the the Dynamite. Um, Rampage consisted. Uh, they announced the matches during Dynamite, and it's already played since then. But uh, Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston, uh, which was for the in the uh eliminator for the world championship uh dante martin and matt seidel wow who, oh wow but that was good yeah that was that was uh that was a lot of flips and a lot of a lot of technical mat wrestling too which was like i was like oh, okay all right and then Britt baker versus abaddon in a trick wow. or treat in a oh. trick-or-treat match which was basically a hardcore match well by the time this goes out lee would have seen that so we have to find out if lee's all right he might not make it on mos actually this sunday so because i know he's absolutely petrified of abaddon <laughs> so um oh mate that sounds awesome uh i bet you can't wait to go again really i i i absolutely can't wait to go again you know uh, i hope that it doesn't take two years but I know that uh, they've got a lot of a lot of places to hit. You know, they've got a lot of territory to cover. Uh, hopefully, they kind of can span across uh, the U.S., make it over into uh, Europe and and England. And yes. Hopefully, see see you guys over there soon, and you can get the experience. And I'd love to hear from the your difference. aspect and and the perspective. I think we're hoping for um... what you. Think. I think we're hoping for because um, Tony Khan owns Fulham Fulham Football Club and they've got Craven Cottage. I think we're hoping for uh, an outdoor show in Craven Cottage. That'd be really cool because it's quite an old old sort of style building or stadium. And then having it outside on the, on the pitch would be really really cool. Maybe end of maybe next summer end of the football season. Be interesting because I think because there's a there's a gap in the WWE pay per view calendar uh, and there's rumours that it's going to be a UK pay per view next year. So it'd be interesting AEW try and get in there before them with a the show in London. You know, in a stadium outside, be a little bit like half rush, I guess, 
with that sort of situation. So maybe they'll try and jump the gun on WB with that. I, I can predict that. I, I would think that might try and happen as he owns the stadium. He could easily put a show in there. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I would love to see that, you know, um, you know, give it like that, uh, what is it, SummerSlam 89 Wembley, you know, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, but put the AEW spin on it. I mean, they've, they've been, the, their home base is down in the, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, stadium. So, you know, uh, I think that, what they did with the stadium stampede match yeah you know i think bringing that aspect to uh over in england i'll put it on a pitch i think that'd be great i would think i, th- I remember when um tna would come over here the fans would be rapid for tna i mean yeah. uh, I, I know the house shows for tna wouldn't be huge over in america but over here you'd be like wembley arena with 10,000 12,000 people i'd get we, we went to them during uh one of the first well the first incarnation of mos and it was the crowd, the fans are rapid. Like even in Bournemouth, our hometown team TNA came to. So to see AEW, which is arguably already higher than TNA was at the time, you know, the fans would go. Especially that pandemic. So after the pandemic situation, the the atmosphere would be absolutely mental. I think it'd be such a great thing to go and see. I can't wait to go and see it. So and with your report as well, Attic, it must be I mean, it's so exciting to go. I mean, you must have a blast. Uh, how, oh. how long before the show did you buy the tickets? Uh, so we got the tickets pretty much when they went on sale um, and they moved the show. It was initially supposed to be in September. And then I think uh, just some restrictions and, and some COVID stuff and things like that. It got bumped back uh, about a month uh, to in October. Uh, and we bought the tickets when they were still relatively, you know, I mean, right when they went on sale, and uh, they were relatively cheap. But then, you know, you check as, you know, you start adding in those bigger names, you know, your CM Punk's, your Brian Danielson's, your Adam Cole's, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and and you see the the ticket prices start kind of ticking up and things like that, and it's like, well, we got uh-huh. them before we got them before CM Punk sales, so that's you know, awesome, yeah. Uh, but I think we got them. I think they announced the tickets probably sometime in uh, March or April, and we bought them, so about six months in advance. Awesome, awesome. How um how did you feel about the Ghostbusters segment? <laughs> I loved it. I love the Ghostbusters thing. And they come out and it's like, all right, okay. This is this is the elite being the elite, you know, uh being being themselves, having fun with it, you know, getting uh being Ghostbusters who, with Proton. Who doesn't packs. want to be a Ghostbuster? Exactly, you know. Um and I I Stay Puff Marshmallow Man comes out and, and I'm just like, huh, huh. I turn to my, my brother in law, my nephew, and I'm like I bet I bet I know who that is. I bet I know who that is. And they're like, no, it's not. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, come on. That, where else would he be? Yeah, there yeah. he is. You know, with all the foreshadowing of the Dark Order coming out, riding the horse and wearing the cowboy hats and things like that. And you know, the reveal comes off and the place goes crazy for for a Hangman, and it's just like, oh my god, and, you know. So, how, uh, how long was the turnaround between Dynamite and Rampage? uh about 15 minutes all right okay is that yeah. like a break they sort of intermission you go and get a drink or toilet or yeah or... yeah things like that um i mean same thing for uh in between elevation uh and dynamite you know they come in they they started about seven fifteen with matches uh they had about a half an hour's worth of matches uh until about seven forty five. they start prepping the ring changing the ring aprons things like that Tony Khan comes out, makes his announcement, 
you know, everybody freaks out. Uh, and then, you know, Justin Robert gets on and he's like, we've got 30 seconds till we're on the air. Wow. Get loud, everybody. You know, here comes the opening. And, you know, they do the crowd shot with the crane and everything like that. And then uh, Dynamite goes on for the two hour segment. Uh, Tony Khan came out again to say, yeah. you know, thank you. You know, thank you so much. We hope to be back again. You guys are awesome. You know, we never thought we would have been here. It's taken this long. We hope to see you again really soon. You know, here's here's here comes Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston. So make sure you tune in. Um, and then about 15 minutes, they changed the the ring apron, put down the the uh, rampage logo and things like that. They changed the ring aprons, changed the change everything along the rails. Um, and yeah, it was about 15 minutes, and then about an hour's worth of uh, wrestling there. Uh, awesome. That's awesome. So good, mate. I'm so glad you had a good time. You never had a good time and everything. It's so good. Such a great yeah. vibe. So great. It's such a great position wrestling's in. I love it right now. It's like, and even doing something like this, it's just so cool, you know, to yeah. talk to you across the world that you're, you know, you're in Boston now on the England, south coast of England. We're talking about AEW. I mean, yeah. pff, wrestling is, is definitely growing. It's such a good, good thing to link people and communities and the vibes and even like your nephew who's younger you know he's getting into it now and oh man it's so good isn't it it's, it's a good spot for all of us guys who watched wrestling 20 years ago and it's not been good for years now it's quite good again so it's, it's good vibes <laughs> it's definitely a great time for wrestling and uh you know I, I look forward to seeing what the next couple of years bring because i mean AEW right now it's what number two number three promotion yeah uh, you know uh behind wwe you know probably neck and neck with new japan right now but new japan kind of you know falling off a little bit with their title yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and things like that you know um unfortunately what happened with the roh announcement coming up so we'll see where all of those wrestlers go. yeah but yeah, I mean, yeah that that is you know unfortunate for ring of honor but great for all of those wrestlers who can now expand as of you know january 1st like where where are we going to see all these people i think uh, if this was going to happen to them it's probably the best time to happen to them i would think it's with how i mean even someone like me who never seen game changer wrestling watching game changer you know right you can tell wrestling isn't a good spot I, I, yeah. I, in our world it is it seems bigger than it has been for a long time so i would think it's a good time for them for any of those guys for that to happen so be interesting to see i think that what's interesting is the tape library of course because uh i'm sure i'm sure we've already spoke about this on mos <laughs> during the show but i'm sure uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure um like because i think ring of honor own the footage for all in and of course that's a big part of the history of AEW. and of course you've got all the punk and danielson footage as well and Col yep. colt cabana and all the other guys the elite stuff you know that's surely if the tape library's for sale uh tony khan might want to get that to bag it for documentaries or any sort of streaming he might want to do in the future yeah i really hope tony khan goes out and gets it um yeah. you know because i would hate to see all of that fall into the hands of the the the, world. the fed <laughs> yeah the fed um but we'll see we'll see it, it's probably going to turn into a bidding war i know uh i know tony khan's pockets are pretty deep with yes. everything you know um coming from you know the the jaguars organization aw the football team um so we'll, we'll see we'll see where it ends you know maybe we'll be talking about this in like a month see what see you know come you know christmas time hopefully yeah, we'll have yeah. some some resolve and uh be like oh well, well they could even it, introduce the belt i think you know have a, have a mm -hmm. ring of honor champion within aw so that'd be 
very cool yeah something ring, like that ring of honor champion they could certainly integrate the pure champion yeah, uh, yeah. you know um i think that would be a great transition for to bring into AEW, you know as kind of another mid-card title yeah, yeah. Uh, because right now they've just got the tnt champion soon for, to have the tbs champion for the uh the women's division as well um i think i think it'd be a great great way uh i believe that roh also has or was trying to introduce some women's tag team titles yeah, yeah. so that would be yeah. a great way to kind of bring those in too so it's quite yeah. exciting again i mean it felt very interesting mate all very interesting but um dude thank you so much for joining us for the uh ministry of slam today it's uh, this little uh little segment of uh your experience at aw is there anything you know i know you do regularly streaming on twitch please let everyone know where they can find you and all your socials and stuff it'd be yeah. great uh so you can find me uh variety streaming on twitch i lean towards the horror side of things but you know i come in you come in you talk wrestling you talk anything with me i'll, I'll talk with you you can find me at twitch.tv backslash erratic agent 34 and i am at erratic agent 34 on all the socials out there mosr me go check out this man he's a great dude good positive energy great streams good stuff and uh, go and join the agency over on twitch and all of his socials a great guy erratic agent dude thank you so much for joining us on the ministry of slam today it's been awesome thanks for having me wrestling wins wrestling does win dude see you later bye <laughs>